Well, hello, gorgeous, and welcome to Unapologetically Ann. I am Ann Fisher, an Oklahoma girl that has never been afraid to dream big. I'm a mom, a wife, an entrepreneur, a coffee fanatic, and a self-made millionaire. Every week here, you're gonna discover mind-opening topics on business and family, how to smush them together and make them work, beauty tips, and self-development to help you become your best self and to live an unapologetic life. I love your faces. Let's get started. I am so excited to introduce today's guest, Miss Jolene. Now, y'all probably know her as the boardroom blonde. Um, I found her on social media a long time ago and I've been just this huge fan. I followed her and I think honestly, she was one of my biggest explorations into the body positive movement. I honestly didn't realize there was such a community out there and a culture based on that. And I've just been floating out there all on my onesies with it, trying to just figure out where I fit in in the grand scheme of things when it comes to social media. Now, I work my business through social media and I you know, love to be on there with friends and family and connecting, but I had no idea the community that existed and it's been a treasure trove for me so I reached out on a limb I sucked up my courage and invited her to do a guest podcast with me and I was so happy when she agreed and so welcome today Jolene thank you so much for being a guest today I, I can't wait for you to share your story and your vision of what this movement is with everyone today so that they take away some inspiration from this like I have for you. Well, thank you. Thank you for the great interaction. And, and sorry about that. We, uh, we run a business um, and one of our other phones rang just now. So I apologize about that. But yeah, um, you know, it's interesting that you said you found me, you know, as somebody who really focuses a lot on body positivity. That's you know, when I started my blog about five years ago, that was not something that I really thought about. And I have seen the movement really, really grow. When I started, it was just like, well, you know what? I love fashion. And I see that there are other plus size women, you know, showing um, what they're wearing online. And maybe I'll make some friends. <laughs> I mean, that was really the thought I had. Like, I was in law school at the time and I didn't have a lot of friends that were interested in fashion. And I thought, well, this would be cool to just maybe meet some people. I had absolutely no intention of, you know, having this be a business or, you know, even, you know, growing to the point where it has grown. So it's just been really surprising to me, but fun well, and awesome and life-changing. It's been, I mean, I know that you are um, a role model for a lot of people and you probably don't consider, maybe you do, probably don't realize quite the role model that you are, but I love that, especially when it comes to the body positive movement. So I'd like for you to first talk about that and just talk about where your journey, like life before when you started diving into, you know, the the journey of body positivity and stop fighting who I am and what I am. And you guys, you know, you live in your realm. I live in my realm. Why can't we all just get along and, and appreciate one another for what we are? Um, so what made you really dive into that and start embracing it? Because you're a powerful force when it comes to that, I believe in, in this community. So what brought that about? Well, thank you for all of the compliments. I don't certain, I certainly don't think of myself that way. 
Um, I just think I'm sharing my life. Um, but when you ask me, where did it come from? I mean, that's an easy question. I was, when I started my blog, I was in a really bad relationship and I had, I was at my heaviest weight. I, um, had, I was with somebody who really put me down for how I looked and it was on a consistent basis for a long time. And, you know, when the relationship started, it wasn't like that, but then over time, like he just got to be very abusive. And, you know, when I started my blog, it was just kind of like, you know what, I'm just going to like, just see where this goes. And then it started to change me, you know, putting in, in the past, I was somebody who wasn't confident about what I look like in photos and putting photos of myself on the internet and getting feedback, positive and negative. Like after a while, it just kind of made me realize that, you know what? It doesn't matter. Nobody else's opinion of me matters at all whatsoever. And, you know, I was dealing with some, some family issues and, you know, I had grown up in a household that was not so positive or friendly. And, you know, to put it nicely, I just had struggled with, you know, poor self-image my entire life. And so here I am at a point in my life where I'm, you know, in law school, second year, I'm doing well, and I'm still kind of dealing with this stuff. And I thought to myself, you know what, none of that matters. And it was like this slow realization that all that really matters is what I think of myself. And that was probably the thing that changed the most. And then I started to realize, you know, I've never had a problem with how my body looked internally for me. Like there's aspects of my body that I've always kind of liked. I've always kind of liked my legs and they've never really been slender. Um, it was other people that were telling me that there was something wrong with me. Always every, everyone else that was saying it. It wasn't coming from a place where I hated myself. And I just sort of realized that, you know what, those issues, you know, really stem from, from them. And I don't need to focus on what's going to make them happy. I need to focus on what's going to make me happy. So, you know, doing my blog and, and getting to know some of the other women that are in the plus size um, blogger community really changed me because I started to see that like these ideas that were deep rooted in my, my mind for many years that like I was okay the way I was, that was no longer uh, something I fought and it was something I just accepted. And I was like, you know what? It's, they're the problem, not me. And I just, I know I started to feel a lot better about myself because it was like, I knew the direction I was going. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. It is so empowering to come to a place where you're just kind of unapologetic with who you are and what you are. Like, I connect with that in so many ways. I've always battled my weight. Like since I was a little girl, I was always the chubby girl, you know, and then I went through my teenage years. I slimmed down some, but I got married and got all fat and sassy. And, you know, I, I just love everything about the food experience. I love to cook it. I love to feed my family and my friends and my guests. And it's just always been a part of who I am and what I am. Mm -hmm. I want to be healthy, but I realize I will never be that perfect size six. And finally, at the age of 48, 49 years old, I realized, screw it all. Like, <laughs> the, 
that's maybe a terrible way to say it, but I stopped worrying what people thought. Like I would hide the pictures. I would take the selfie with just my face. I would, you know, neck up only. All photographers were instructed, neck up, that's it. Don't you dare. You better crop it or I'll delete it, you know, because I just didn't want to face it. And it's like, who do you think you're fooling? Everybody is there and saw you. What are you, who are you trying to hide this from? And why? Like be who you are in this moment. And it was the most freeing, liberating realization I've ever had in my life. And so I love that you said, you know, it wasn't me that had the problem. I realized it was them. And, you know, forget that. Like, why are we worrying about what other people think? Why aren't we just worried and focused on our life and being the best us that we can be where we're at? So I totally connect with that. And I think that's probably why I connected with you on social media and so many other accounts like you, because I'm like, my gosh, this is a whole world of people that are just saying, just scroll on past if you don't like it. Like I, I don't care what you think, just move on, move along. And mm -hmm. it's amazing. It's, I think it's amazing. And I think that the world could learn a lot from that movement and that mindset because it sure frees up your emotions. There's so much emotion tied to how you feel about yourself and it's yeah. just been a happier place. It's been such a happier place. Absolutely. And it, you know, what's, what's, you said two things that I want to touch on. So one thing you said something about like, well, we know what you look like anyway. I talked about this on, um, on Instagram. I had a video not that long ago. Cause I kind of had that realization that like a long time ago that like, you know what, whether you wear a bikini or not, and I don't mean to be crude by saying this, we know what you look like naked. I mean, it, it's not a mystery. Like based <laughs> exactly. on the general, I mean, we don't know like, you know, personal details. You might have a mole somewhere we don't know about, but like generally speaking, you can walk around in, on this earth and you can kind of know what people look like naked, you know, <laughs> like it isn't a mystery. And so like telling yourself, because when I was in high school, I would not wear short sleeve shirts, nothing. I would only wear long sleeve. I wouldn't Same. wear short sleeve. I wouldn't wear sleeveless, nothing because I was so insecure about my arms because of the things that other people had said. But like later on in life, I realized, you know what? I live in Arizona. It's hot out. I want to wear a mini skirt and a tank top or a crop top. And that's what's comfortable. And I just, I stopped caring about that. And what's really interesting to me is that like, I'll go out in the world and interact with people who don't know, you know, that I do Instagram and, and all that stuff and that I, I'm part of this movement and they maybe don't even know what the movement is. And there's somebody I would look at in life and think this person should have no um, insecurities. They look great. You know, they're like a size five. And, and then when you have a conversation with them and you realize you feel bad about how you look, it's, it, to me, it's always been jarring. Cause I'm like, yeah, are oh, you crazy? Are you well, crazy? yeah. I mean, that's kind of my thought, but then I've realized over the years and I, I used to be a photographer and I would shoot models all the time and they were all insecure. And I'm not saying all models are insecure, but I'm just talking about the ones that I happen to know that like, and, and so for me, it's, it's a, it, what we all have in common as people, male and female, is that we all have parts of ourselves that maybe aren't our favorite parts and we don't have to focus on that. And, you know, so body positivity, I think the movement is for everyone. 
what I don't happen to like seeing is women that are have a you know below 30 BMI on the internet talking about how their stre- stretch marks bother them. But you know what? At the end of the day, they love themselves. That's to me that's a, like ridiculous, and it's like you're not. I don't think you're a leader of the movement if you don't have a, a BMI that's considered obese, right? <laughs> like those are the people that I want to see you know in leadership type um, roles. And I think that if you're, you don't have an unhealthy BMI and you want to talk about body positivity, I think the way you can do that is maybe just don't talk about your stretch marks. Don't talk about your tummy, you know, like you can do these things. We all have free speech, but like, you don't need to be the one that talks about it because I'll tell you what, we, we've all had a friend who was skinnier than we were and she complained about her body and how does that make us feel? Well, the first thought is, well, if you think that about yourself, what in the world are you thinking about me? Exactly. There, I saw this meme not that long ago where it was like the skinnier friend said the, to the larger friend, like, oh, I want to lose weight. I can't get bigger. I feel terrible and all this stuff. And then the fat friend was like, oh, bigger like me. And she was like, no, 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 it looks good on you, but it wouldn't look good on me. Mm. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> the way you can be body positive, if your BMI is under 30, is you can maybe not be hateful to other people who have a higher BMI than you. So if you're a parent, how about you don't put your kid on a diet when they get a little bit of baby fat? Or how about you don't talk about your daughter's weight? (laughs) Like (laughs) I have family members that talk about how much their children weigh and they talk about what size their children are. And they talk about how it's really important that their kid not get fat. How about stop doing that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Wow, yeah. We'll talk about building a, uh, I mean, I'm all about like healthy, you know, being healthy and Absolutely. exercising and all of that. I have nothing wrong. I have no problem with that. But when you make a child feel badly or what, I just can't with that. I can't with that. I have a hard time with that. Yeah, well, it's just not okay. And a lot of people think that they're doing their child a service by letting them know, you know, in their vision, how the world is going to work for them. And I don't think that that's correct at all. I don't think, you know, fear mongering and all of that stuff really does anything good for anybody. So I think it's better to just say to your kid, you should be active because being active is fun. And it also helps you learn things. Leave it at that. Like, you know, I get people to ask me sometimes like, well, I have this partner or a person in my family that's very overweight and I'm very concerned about their health. And I always say, stop making comments about you being concerned about their health and their weight. Instead say, you know what? I'd really like to go on a hike with you. Do you remember that time that we went on that hike and it was so much fun? It's so romantic, right? Yes. It's just like, it's, if people don't understand you, you get more, what do they say? You get more bees with flies with honey or something like that oh yeah my grandpa used to say you catch more flies with honey than vinegar (laughs) exactly and talking about negative things is vinegar it's spraying vinegar everywhere and nobody wants to be around that (laughs) it's so true that's so so true so you know you've really built a brand like in the last five years you talked about starting your blog five years ago and and you've really built I would say a very incredible brand. So what are the top three things that you think contributed to the success of your brand in the five years you've been doing this? Um, you know, that's interesting. I, I think most people would say consistency. 
but I haven't really been that consistent over the past year or two, three years. I, I graduated law school in 2016. And I'll tell you what, after that, it has been difficult to be consistent and to maintain what I'm doing. Um, because depending on the career, the job that I have at that time can take a lot of time and energy away from that. And so for me, I would say the thing that has really helped me um, get where where I'm at and where I'm going has just been authenticity, really, because I'm honest and I, you know, I pretty much always have a job on top of, you know, doing my blog. Um, there was a time for a few short months where I just focused on my blog, um, but for the most part, I've always had a career. You know, right now I'm vice president of the company that I'm I'm at and very, very busy. Um, and I'm honest about that. I don't put up content that is filler content. Um, I try to just be really honest and genuine. So like right now during COVID, I see a lot of people posting their regular content. And I personally just, I don't, I, I don't, feel like that's being genuine because I think that if you don't address what the world that we're living in right now, you know, why are we looking at your stuff? It's like, you know, I haven't looked at Kylie Jenner. I don't know what she's posting, but in the past, when I have looked at her Instagram, I've just seen a lot of like stuff on there that isn't really relevant to me. And I think that, you know, if we don't address the world that we live in, we're not relevant. And I think people don't really want to see what you're posting on the internet if you're not in touch with what's going on in the world today. Like I saw this, um, this uh, blogger and she was posting like all these Gucci clothes that she has that her and her family have. And like, this was like a couple of weeks ago. And I just was kind of disgusted by that because like, I think a lot of Americans are really struggling financially right now. Um, and so it's just like, that's, I'm not saying it's not okay to have Gucci. I have designer pieces, but I'm not going out and buying new designer pieces right now. And I'm not blogging about that. It yeah. just, it feels a bit culturally insensitive yeah. to what we're going through. So if you ask me, you know, why people follow me, I think, you know, probably they see that I'm an honest, genuine person and I'm not afraid to be who I am. I also try to do that in a positive way. Um, you know, one of the things that I've noticed some other people do is they they take that authenticity to a whole new level in the sense that they literally share every little detail about their lives. Like if they're having a, a fight with a boyfriend, they post that on stories. Or if they are having a um, fallout with a, a female friend, they post that, you know, on yeah, on yeah. Internet. And I'm like, that's not who I am. Um, I don't, I don't know. It just, it feels a bit icky. There's certainly things that I have dealt with in my life and things I've been through that I would, would maybe relevant to other people, but I'm not at a place right now where I'm going to share that. And it's, I don't think that's a question of authenticity. I think it's a question of like, well, maybe I don't want to hurt that other person. Well, and I mean, for me, social media is a bit like entertainment. 
like it's it's where you're going <laughs> to take your yeah. mind off a little bit of the the dreary and most people mm -hmm. put their best foot forward i feel like you can be very authentic but your dirty laundry doesn't belong on it. I'm sorry. I'm, you're not, you're not going to see me posting about fighting with my husband. You're not going to see me post about that. There's just some things you don't share. So hundred yeah. percent agree with you there. COVID-19 times or not. I just don't feel like that's the place for it, right. but to each their own. <laughs> so what kind of legacy do you want to leave behind in the world? And this is a tough question because if you ask me that, I would have a hard time answering it too, but it's interesting. It, it's always interesting what the answer is. So have you thought of that? What is, what is your hope for that? Yeah, actually I'm, I know exactly what I want. So my plan, you know, at some point I would really like to have um, a nonprofit organization that um, supports um, teens and that's something that I'm hoping to be able to do in the next 10 years. Um, just depending on where my career is at, I would really like to, to do that um, and be able to give back and give back to girls that were like me growing up. You know, I didn't have any role models. I, um, I grew up part of my life in a two parent home and then it was, parents got divorced and all that stuff, but I really struggled a lot in my teenage years and, you know, did not have anybody at school that was like supportive of me. And I mean, I can remember teachers who told me I was going to end up to be nothing, you know? And oh, wow. So, you know, that, and was, I want to do scholarship programming and a lot of that. Um, I was a founder of my chapter um, sorority in uh, college. So we founded our chapter at Arizona State University, and I got to be involved in doing a lot of community service stuff, and I, I'm really passionate about that. The company that I'm at right now, we do um, transitional living for folks who have substance, substance abuse and mood disorders and things like that, and that work just feels good, you know? Um, a lot of the work I've, I've done in the past, I've worked um, for financial institutions and you know, some quasi-legal stuff and compliance and things like that. And um, I have to say what I'm doing now feels, <laughs> feels a bit better. Feels good. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. <clears throat> you know, when you ask me about my legacy, it's um, something in that sense. I mean, I want to give back to the world. I, I have had um, girls contact me, you know, since I started blogging that were, you know, teenage girls all across the world. One in particular that I remember who told me that she was suicidal and she was, um, she was overweight and she really felt inspired by some of the things that I had shared. And I was like, oh my gosh. That's huge. Yeah. Well, when you, when you take a selfie in an outfit, <laughs> you don't realize, you know, when you post it on the internet, what kind of impact that might have on someone else, you know? And I think back to um, just role models. And I, like I said, I didn't have that. So, you know, my hope is to be that someday. I would love to, to work with youth and, and try to help them in that way. I was told by numerous people that I was not smart enough to go to law school and I would never be successful in life. And to have been able to overcome those things for myself, I realized that, you know, those limits should never be placed on a young person. On anyone. No. Your life is yours to discover. 
Mm-hmm. Being a negative force instead of a positive force says a lot to the type of people they were, not you. And absolute kudos for you for overcoming that and becoming who you are. And I love so much that you said that about posting a picture and you don't realize the impact or who it's going to impact the entire world over. And that's incredible. And what an amazing thing. My next question was, what would your gratitude effort be? The company that, um, one of the main brands that I represent, you know, they're big on gratitude and giving back. And so that's always a question I ask people and you've already answered it. I think it's incredible. I think it's amazing. And I think there's nothing you can't accomplish with that mindset. When you want to help other people like that, that always comes back a hundredfold. Not that that's why you do it, but it just comes back to you. And I think that's incredible. Uh So, um, what is your message to anybody out there that hasn't, um, discovered the body positive movement that maybe just comes across, like if you could say anything to someone like that, that's out there struggling that, you know, gosh, suicidal, that's, that's heavy stuff. That's hard stuff. But like, what's your message to them right now? What would you say to them? right now? Well, I would say, listen, your life is, is yours and you can live it two ways. One being misery, which is your current state and two being joy. And it's not a hundred percent joyful 24 hours a day, but you can either be free or you can continue with the same mindset and it's your choice. I mean, it's as simple as that. It really is. It's, it's all about saying to yourself, okay, I'm just going to choose this other path. And I think, you know, once you realize that in life, that you have control of your emotions and your thoughts, it is life-changing. Um, I talk is. a lot about what I call changing the channel. Um, I have a blog post on that at borderandblonde.com, and it's something I want to talk more about. But for me, it's as simple as... Personally, okay, here's a personal thing. I don't like horror, horror movies. I don't like scary things. Me either. I don't like, I don't like documentaries on serial killers, none of that stuff. So if, if it comes up on the TV, what do I do? I change the channel. So I think changing your mindset is as simple as when the negative thoughts arise, you change the topic that you're thinking about. Of course, we all have negative thoughts and being body positive and, and feeling like you're um, doing well in that space does not mean that you do not have a negative thought. It does not mean that I do not try on a dress and think, ooh, I don't like how that looks on me. It doesn't look good. That's not what it's about. It's about, okay, well, we're just going to change the outfit then. Like, we're not going to dwell on what size I need to fit into. Like, I know some women who, if they can't fit into a size four, they're just not going to buy the pants. They are absolutely not going to get the bigger size. Well, I would personally rather buy the bigger size and just not think about it. Just like, oh, well, I need the size six because this is cut smaller. And yes, you know, and if I, if I have a thought in my mind, if I, let's say I remember a time where, you know, somebody was really offensive to me about my body, I just tell myself, okay, well, we're done thinking about that right now. It's just, I love that. It's just the way that you would parent your children. If they, you know, made a comment that you didn't want to hear, you'd be like, okay, well, we're done with that now. (laughs) You know, like, it's just, it's it's really simple. Well, you know, I have a daughter that has special needs and she's super, she hyper-focuses in on certain things. 
and mm -hmm. she doesn't like change. She doesn't like anything to be different than what she expects. She doesn't like anything unexpected at all. And mm -hmm. so literally it can result in a two hour meltdown and she just can't get like, she's stuck in a loop with it. And what we've learned is you have to change the channel. I freaking love that. I love that concept because it's just, you have to work overtime. It's not like a regular child that you're just like, you know, you're going to have to just deal with it. It's like, no, seriously, cannot move past it. They're looping with it and you've got to change the direction and get their mind on something else that they can handle. And I mm -hmm. love that. And I, you know, I wish I would have had that. I wish I would have been armed with this when I was a teenager and when I was in my early twenties, because I spent a lot of time hating myself and feeling lesser than and feeling like I just didn't belong with certain groups of people or I couldn't be liked by certain groups of people. It's amazing how deep something like this actually goes. And it's sad because you hide the light that you have to offer the world in so many other ways. So mm -hmm. finding acceptance of wherever you are and loving yourself, whatever lane you are in, I think it's so important to share that with people and talk about it because the more you talk about it, and that's one thing I've learned, especially since honestly following you, um, is being out there with it and how many people respond and how many messages I've gotten that say, oh my gosh, I feel the same way. I think the same way. Thank you for saying that today. I needed to hear that today because there are so many people out there just struggling and, and struggling with self-hatred. And mm -hmm. it dims the light that they can be. And so to have a positive voice, to be blogging about it, to making it a thing instead of something people look away from and don't want to deal with, I love it. And changing the channel, totally love it. Wrote that <laughs> nugget down. Love it, love it. So yeah. in the midst of COVID-19, of course, travel is, is travel your thing normally in your world? Do you love to travel? You don't love to travel? I love to travel um, and I go through phases where I'm able to do it more and then sometimes less. So like pretty much the entire time I was in college, I like didn't go anywhere because I was like broke college student. And then um, when I got into my career, I had some time to do a little bit of travel and gosh, over this past like year, <laughs> I really haven't had, um, much of an opportunity to to travel too much we we've gone to san francisco a couple of times but gosh that's the only thing i've done really so if you could travel anywhere in the world right now where would it be what's like at the top of your bucket list um honestly i'm pretty basic i really like going to cancun <laughs> um i'm i'm a it, it may not seem this way because i'm a fashion blogger but i'm actually kind of frugal and Cancun is is like the Caribbean in my mind, but uh, yeah. a lot cheaper. So I really would love to just go spend a week at my favorite resort in Cancun. <laughs> like well, that is very simple and easy to achieve. So maybe Cancun's on the radar after all of this is over. After all absolutely. of this passes. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, that's our plan. What is your favorite food? Um, like food group is Mexican. I mean, I love Mexican. I could eat that every day. Same. Oh, same, <laughs> same, same. Dark chocolate or milk chocolate? Milk. What is your biggest pet peeve? Hmm. Oh, that's a good question. Um, 
My biggest pet peeve. I mean, I've got a few. Like, I get really irritated when I call customer service, like, at any company. Like, if, if it's the power company or if it's, like, you know, electricity company. Like, any of those type of companies where you have to call someone. Like, I just get frustrated. <laughs> like, yes. talking to them. Um, so, probably a, a call. Like, I spent you know, for my business, we, we have to um, set up internet service and I spent, gosh, like three hours on the phone with them trying to get the internet fixed the other day. (laughs) That was probably pretty annoying. Oh, I really, okay. I will tell you, I know my biggest pet peeve is when, um, and I find that mostly men do this. They like, if you have a nonstick pan and then they put like, um, a metal, some kind of metal utensil (laughs) in it. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Ladies, how many of you can relate? How many of you are throwing your hands in the air saying, I hate it? Yes. 100%. Because yeah. it ruins the pan. <laughs> it ruins the pan. And you got little curlies of all the weird stuff that's in the pan. Yep. Oh, yeah. Right I mean, with you. honestly, as a person, I'm pretty chill. Like, <laughs> I don't like to argue or fight or, and I'm a choose your battles kind of girl. So there's not a whole lot that bothers me, but those are probably my top two. It's so funny when I ask people that question because you get some of the most obscure answers. One of my <laughs> biggest pet peeves are the people that pull out in front of me on the highway and then they go 20 miles an hour. I'm like, if you're in an all-fired hurry to rip out in front of me, by all means, get out of the way. Biggest pet peeve probably to date. It's so silly, but there you go. Okay, coffee or tea? Uh, coffee. Favorite movie? Legally Blonde. Oh my gosh, I love that one. <laughs> you know, Back it, in the, go ahead. It, oh, I was just going to say, you know, that came out right when I was about to graduate high school. And for me, that movie has always been a feminist movie. And yep. I say that with tongue in cheek because I yep. know all the feminists would be super angry if they heard me say that. I don't identify as a feminist, not because I'm not actually one, but I just, for me, the F word has always been kind of a weird word, so I just don't identify with it. But, um, you know, here's a story about a young woman who is very pretty and, you know, very privileged and being told that she can't do things because everyone assumes that she's stupid. And I mean, I identify with that because I don't, wouldn't say I'm pretty or privileged, but I certainly (laughs) grew up being told I was stupid and not smart enough to do things. And if, if I didn't lose the weight, nobody would ever love me and like all these things. And then here she does in the movie and she goes and she does all the things that people said she couldn't do. And so growing up, you know, around that time, I was like, Oh, I really love that. She does what she says she's going to do. And I think that I agree. (laughs) Yeah. 100%. I love it. I uh, used to have a candle company manufacturing candles and I, we didn't have TV service out in the the shop or the studio. And so we just had DVDs and a DVD player. And that was one of the movies we played all the time. And I totally get what you're saying. 100%, 100%. Love it. All right. If you had a spirit animal, what would it be? Uh... What's that? Uh, is it a cheetah? Yeah, probably a cheetah. I'm right. And I don't really know. <laughs> I don't really know why, but it seems kind of feminine and fierce. And fierce. 
and mm -hmm. fabulous. There's a little bit mm -hmm. of fabulous wrapped up in there with the cheetah. I 100% agree with you on that one. Mm -hmm. um, okay, favorite quote. Mm. Oh, I will. I have a very good quote. So I went to ASU Law School, um, and it's called Sandra Day O'Connor College of Law. My favorite quote is from Sandra Day O'Connor. She was one of the, I think she was like the first female on the Supreme Court or something like that. She's this amazing woman who is now like probably in her 90s. I'm probably misquoting some of this, but it doesn't matter. I did get to meet her one day. We had lunch and it was me and probably like 30 other women. And there were a lot of young women in there. When I, by the time I got through law school, I was like 30. And most of the girls, you know, there were young 20s. And the one question they kept kind of dancing around and asking her in, in different ways was, um, because she, she was the first female, she was a woman who had gone to Stanford Law School, and everybody told her she could never get, be a lawyer. Even though she had graduated law school and passed the bar, everybody was like, well, you're not a man, so you can't do it. And so all these young girls were asking her, well, how did you deal with that? Like, how did you overcome that and she said well I didn't really think about it I just did it and the way she said it was really indicative of the differences in how people think today versus how our grandparents thought our grandparents didn't really like fret over whether they could do something they just did it and, and I think a lot of young people today, they him and ha so much about, can I, should I, what would it be like if I did? And it's like, well, if you want to do something, just do it, honey. I love that. Oh my gosh. I, okay. Another one, another nugget I'm writing down. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I love it. Okay. So are you a reader? What are you reading right now? If you are, I used to be a reader. Um, but I'm not right now. Law school kind of got ruined. busy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that and like law school kind of ruined that for me. If I oh, read yeah. anything now, it's the news. <laughs> so that's not exciting. <laughs> well, I get asked that a lot and I'm just like you. I used to be such a reader, but my life is so busy now. If anything, I'm listening to a podcast or I'm listening to an audiobook or, you know, like a YouTube training video or something. I very rarely have time to just sit down and read. So mm -hmm. Totally agree that one. Okay, let me see. What is one of the most influential people in your career right now? Like my blogging career or? Yeah, my... or just at all in your life, like that you look up to now and they're influent. They, they're definitely influential to you. Who would that be? Um, so I'll give you one of each. So from my career, um, my professional career, I would say, uh, there's a guy that, uh, and I won't name him just for his own anonymity. I don't know if he wants to be uh, known, but he's an attorney that I work with and he's a genius. He knows, I don't understand how he could possibly know so many different sectors of the law and know them like the back of his hand, but he is just a genius. He knows so many different aspects of the law. Um, and then for my blogging career, you know who I really think is inspirational? And it's like a calming sort of like everyday person. And that's probably why I find her inspirational. It's Garner style, Chastity. You know, if you follow her, 
she is just so real and so like genuine. And I just, I don't know. I really like her because I like how honest she is with the world. I mean, she, gosh, she's dropped a bunch of weight over the past year, I think. And I assume it's from healthy eating and working out and all that stuff. And, you know, sometimes when women, um, go through a big weight loss change, they, their personality changes too. And they kind of become somebody that's a little bit like full of themselves. And that didn't happen to her. I mean, she's just, I don't know. She's very real. So if you have, if you don't, if you don't follow her now, you should definitely check her out. I'm going to go check her out. So what's her handle? So everybody can go find her. It's Garner. I think it's Garner style. Garner style. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm definitely going to go follow her. She's somebody you're following and look to Then I'm definitely going to do that. All right, well, we've been on here a while. I know your time is very precious. I'm still just so grateful that you agreed to take this time with me and share some of your life and your story, but most of all your vision for what this movement should be and is and has been for you. I know that you've impacted me and I am fascinated with people that impact me, whether it's a negative thing or a positive thing. One of my mentors, he said that at the end of every year, he always makes a list of the top like 25 people in his life. And these are the people that affected him the most throughout the past year, whether it was good or bad. And I, that's always struck me that he did that and reflected back on why and, and what changed his life or what impacted him in a good way, bad way, why. And, you know, I don't think he would change it because it's just existing through your life. And, and the things like that are the things that shape us, whether it's a good or bad thing the bad things you went through in your life, they did shape you in negatively mm -hmm. when you were young, but now I think it's empowered you to be even more of the woman that you are. Um, Absolutely. And it, I, I'm always, I'm just often um, inspired by that. And for people that have gone through, you know, so many of the people in history that have been some of the most impactful people historically struggled through great things, but it, it you know, I guess that's the decision in I can let it shape me into something bad or something stronger and bigger so that I can help others. And I feel like that's the journey you took. And I think that's why, you know, you just struck me. Like, I don't know how I came across you that day on Instagram. I don't know why or what you popped up into my feed, but it just, it struck me. And you were somebody that I tuned into and have tuned into regularly just to see your message. Cause I'm like, wow, this is, this is a whole new world. And at the age of 49, you know, people are still impacting my world and I appreciate that so much. So I want to thank you personally um, for the impact you've had in my life and for the impact you're having in this culture, because it's definitely a culture and a community. And I just think there's a lot more work to be done there. So I applaud you. I appreciate you. I thank you. And is there anything, is there anything to wrap it up? Like, what would you like to just final words say to everybody listening to this? Well, thank you. <laughs> That's very kind of you. Um, listen, I don't even know if I want to take credit for any of that. It was not my intention. I'm just here living my life. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, um, I, if I can leave everybody with just one thing, um, I say, you know what? Just do it. Don't think about it. Don't him and haw. Just do it. Whatever that thing is that you know you need to do, just do it. You're going to thank yourself later. Very simple and very straightforward and advice I give people that I deal with on the daily all the time. So again, another connection point. <laughs> all right, guys, if you do not know um, where Boardroom Blonde is, she is on, are you on Facebook? 
I am on Facebook, yes. She's on Facebook. I've always just seen her on Instagram. She's got a bazillion followers. You should definitely go follow her. Read back through her post, guys. Scroll back for some time and listen to the words that she says and the confidence that, you know, definitely feels like it exudes from whatever picture, whatever outfit she finds herself in. Um, and just, you know, take whatever strength from it that you need to. But again, I've appreciated so much the impact she's had on me personally. And I'm just grateful today for people like you that are not afraid to put themselves out there and say, like it or leave it. This is who I am. And I'm not changing for anyone. Boom. I <laughs> <laughs> love it. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure and go follow her. She's at Boardroom Blonde on Instagram, Facebook, all the platforms. I know she does have a podcast, right? Um, yep. And then also her blog. You definitely want to go check out the blog. Now, is that linked in your Instagram account, I'm assuming? Yes, it is. Okay. So go check it out, guys. All the things. Give her a follow. And again, Jolene, thank you so much for joining me today. So very appreciative of it. You rock the block. Well, thank you. And thanks for having me on. And bye, everyone. Hey there, it's Anne here again. Listen, I hope you enjoyed this podcast so much. You know, my team and I are always looking for new ways to inspire and support you on your journey towards freedom and fulfillment. But can I ask a favor of you? If you found value in this episode and you thought of anyone that would benefit from it, do me a quick favor and share it with them. Also, I love connecting over on Instagram. So if you haven't yet, take a screenshot or a selfie of yourself listening to this episode Post it on Instagram in your stories and be sure to tag me at Ann Fisher so we can connect there. Until next time, this is Ann and I love your face. <laughs>